Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons, and in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to be discussing behaviors and activities we do that result in curses having a legal right to operate in our lives. We've already discussed what a curse is and what is a blessing. We reviewed Deuteronomy 28, discussing obedience and disobedience relating to blessings and curses. And last week, we discussed events or occurrences that suggest or reveal a curse may be operating in our lives. This is the third part of our series, Understanding Blessings and Curses. And before this series ends, you will know how to break curses and usher in blessings that are being blocked by curses. So let's review again the definition of a curse. A curse is defined as a solemn utterance intended to involve a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. One of the things we discussed in part one was Deuteronomy 28, And verses 1 through 14 reveal the blessings for obedience, while verses 15 through 68 reveal the curses for disobedience. One of the wonderful things we can know about God is that He is just. One of the most terrifying things we can know about God is that He is just. Another way to say that is found in Proverbs 26, 2. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. Essentially, if there is a curse in effect, it has a legal right to operate. Our job is to find out why and eradicate or break that legal right thereby evicting that demonic influence in our life. If it were easy, we'd be breaking things off left and right, 
like popping bubbles. It's not that easy, but it is simple. So let's get into what is allowing the enemy the right to operate. When we did the episode, Why Our Words Matter, one of the things we talked about was self-imposed curses. When we say things like, you're killing me, or I can never win. When we say those things, we're speaking out in the natural what we are coming into agreement with in the spirit realm. It's as simple as that. It doesn't mean every single time we say something, the devil is right there to pick up our words and move on them. But it does mean that sometimes they are there and they will pick up what we say. And if we say, I will never win, they're all too happy to say, okay, I'll make sure that you don't. So we need to be mindful what we say. And if that is a habit, turn it around and change your habit to something that will bless you. One of the areas prevalent today that our world is struggling with is authority. Every one of us has to deal with authority in one way or another in the natural realm. There's no difference to how the spirit realm operates. God alone has absolute authority. Even whatever power or authority the enemy has is because God has allowed it. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus tells us, all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Over the last four to five years, there has been an increase in rebellious, revolt-type behavior. Crime worldwide has increased at an alarming rate, and not just little crime. We're talking about violent crime has become almost the norm in some cities. So this attitude is what will allow a curse to begin or to continue. Anytime we participate in activities overtly or secretly that are an act of rebellion against an authority that we are subject to, we're opening a door. For most of us, this isn't a big issue. Big issue. But if we have family members where this is an issue, especially if they're living under the same roof with us, then we could be impacted. Now understand that this includes our work situation. If we're being contrary to the authority figure at work, we are allowing the enemy to move in and operate in our lives. If we are not recognizing and respecting the legal and social and cultural authority figures in our lives, a door opens. To be clear, if someone in authority over you is abusive or what they are doing over you is unethical, immoral, or illegal, we are not opening a door. We will not be held accountable for not accepting authority under those type of conditions. Along that line, let's discuss illegal activities. If we participate in any way in activities that are illegal, immoral, unethical, then we are opening a garage door for the enemy to enter through. I say garage door to be a little sarcastic because anytime we knowingly participate in these type of activities, 
you should expect there to be a consequence, not just in the spirit realm, but certainly in the natural realm. Lying, cheating, stealing, even little things we wouldn't think we're stealing, like lying on our tax returns, will allow the enemy the right to say, hey, this person is not being honest. Therefore, I have the legal right to interfere and add to what they are already doing. I don't really think that this requires too much of an explanation, but every now and then I come across someone who doesn't see the correlation between sinful activity of this nature and curses. The next category is one which will seem odd to lump all together, but in essence, they are all the same. They derive their source from the enemy. So first, we'll talk about legalism. And in this, I'm referring to Christians who are so focused on their ideas of what Christianity is based on, which is their legalistic ideas of salvation. This thinking ultimately puts salvation in the hands of the sinner and the focus away from God. Recently, I watched from the sidelines a debate between Christians that became a little heated, and let me tell you why. The legalist Christian made a statement, in effect, that we are not saved by grace, but we had to do works in order to illustrate faith. The way this guy said it was so aggressive that right off the bat, it it started off just questionable, not to mention the content and the context of what he was saying was incorrect. A few people, Christians, gently tried to explain where the Bible indicated otherwise, but this guy came firing back even more aggressively, and twisting the Bible more. In all truth, this guy, this aggressive guy, is not a Christian. He was discounting what Jesus did on the cross and putting his salvation in his own hands, but trying to put it back on the Bible that it said it was this way. Completely, demonically twisted thought process. If you do not know the Bible, you are open to this warped, legalistic theology. Similarly, someone who knew God or was saved by Jesus at one point in their life, but then turned away and renounced their salvation, is putting themselves under a curse. Do not think that someone who does this will see the inside of heaven. Once you turn your back on the Lord and renounce yourself as his, you are no longer his. Finally, in this category, we will talk about those who are carnal in nature and all about just their fleshly needs. And I'm not trying to sound prudish here. This isn't about sexual needs. This is about always wanting worldly needs met. When that is our focus, we are not kingdom focused and we will easily compromise to get what we want, whether it's cars, clothes, recognition, whatever it is that people want these days. 
pride would fall into this category, actually. So narcissists would also fit here. There are two more categories to address in this episode. And the next one we're going to discuss is something that has been around for thousands of years. It will not end until Jesus rules and reigns forever. One of the most important things you should remember in your life is this verse. It is Genesis 12, verse 3. Chances are you don't have this verse memorized by its address. So any guesses on what it is? It's early Old Testament. We've already seen many outpourings from this verse, including Jesus. Give up? Okay. Now I will admit those were not great hints, but I I tried. It's hard to come up with good hints. So Genesis 12, 3 reads, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God's chosen people will always be God's chosen people. They can deny him. They can be angry at him. They can anger him. But they are still his. And we are to respect that. What God cares about, we should care about. Never, ever, ever wish harm, do harm, or speak harm or evil against one of his people. I don't care if it's someone who is evil. Leave that alone. Let God take care of it and move on. It's one thing to do something, whether knowingly or in ignorance, that allows the enemy to enter and carry out a curse over you. It is entirely different to curse one of God's chosen people and have a curse fall on you from God himself. Just don't even go there. I am actually headed to Israel this week in a few days. I will be there when you hear this. And I plan to bless left and right because the other side of what God says in Genesis 12 is I will bless those who bless you. So be aware And don't allow anyone to curse them in your presence. I have a rabbi as a neighbor, Orthodox rabbi, and a Chabad center within walking distance to us. So we are always watching over their house for anything unusual, not in a stalking way. I know that sounds weird, but they have a lot of kids. And so sometimes... I'm just going to say they're kind of forgetful. So sprinklers will be left on for hours. And here in California, we're in a drought. And there's a heavy penalty for water use like that. Cars left open, flat tires, all of those things that they don't seem to notice right away. We try to help them out. They are his people. So they are my people too. So the final category for this episode we need to address we address in the first two commandments. And if you don't know it off the top of your head, the 10 commandments are in Exodus 20. And the first two commandments are that we are to have no other gods before him and that we are not to make any idols, any idols to replace him. That seems simple enough, but the enemy works hard, so hard 
to get us to put everything in our lives before God. This whole me society, and there is a popular saying now, live your truth, be true to yourself, was the old version of that. Our truth is in him. Anything else is demonic. Apart from God, the Lord, I have nothing and I can do nothing. That's in John. So being true to myself means nothing. I could wash my shiny new car every week. But if my heart is corrupted, who cares about my car? If I spend more time on my makeup each day than I spend with the Lord, then I am not making myself pretty in the sight of the Lord. If I am spending more on hair products than I will give to the kingdom, then I should expect my hair to rot while others are enjoying treasures they have built in the kingdom. Sounds harsh, huh? I just want to be real about it. That's the world we live in, and there's not much to distinguish the church from the world. All of these behaviors are rolling out the welcome mat for the enemy to operate a curse in your life. So these are all the areas I wanted to address in this episode, and and these are all within our control. There's no reason why we should, from this point forward, be participating in activities that invite, encourage, engage, entertain, elicit, provoke. I'm out of verbs, but you understand. Curses should not have any room to have a place with us. And we want to keep it that way. We have a few more categories to discuss in our next episode and some additional discussion on curses before we move on to blessings. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you know anyone who is experiencing any of these issues, please share this podcast addressing these demonic influences and getting them out of our lives is life-changing if we are willing. So as always, let's recap our top show points. We started off discussing behaviors and activities we do that result in legal curses having a legal right to operate in our lives. A curse is defined as a solemn utterance intended to involve a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 through 68 reveal the curses for disobedience. We talked about God is just and in Proverbs 26, 2, we read that curses do not operate without a right. If there is a curse in effect, it has a legal right to operate. Our job is to find out why and eradicate it or break that legal right. We talked about self-imposed curses. We talked that God alone has absolute authority. So when we participate in activities overtly or secretly that are an act of rebellion against an authority that we're subject to, we're opening the door to a curse. And that's in Matthew 28, 18. 
Another thing, illegal activities allow a curse to legally operate. Thinking in terms of Christianity, legalism will allow that curse. Because legalism is denying what Christ did, which is satanic. And apostasy, so turning our back on God and renouncing our salvation through Jesus entirely. Uh, which happens more frequently than you might think. Um, and carnality, so worldly lusts. We talked about Genesis 12.3, so anti-Semitism, which has become very, very prevalent again here in these last few years. We talked about the scripture that God will bless those who bless his people and curse those who curse his people. So don't allow that in your presence or if you have any knowledge of it. We talked about Exodus 20, the first and second commandments. No other gods before him and no idols. Now, all of these things we can control whether these curses have a right to operate. And then next week, we're going to continue this discussion on causes. So come back and hear that. So as always, we encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. It will be helpful in gaining wisdom and understanding, and it is required for the gift of spiritual discernment. Also, check out our uh, list of uh, journals. We have just regular journals. We have travel journals, scripture journals. Those are my favorite, because remember, with scripture journals, that's just a separate journal you want to have to put just scriptures in as you're doing your Bible study, as you're hearing things, as you're, you know, reading the Bible, as you're at church, when you have scriptures that really illuminate to you and mean something to you and you want to hang on to those because you're going to use them for prayer or go back and, and ask the Lord about them, just put them in a scripture journal. We have I have 45 options to choose from in in their in our Amazon store. So check that out. Um, Mountain Mover Media uh, has uh, published that for us. So that that's wonderful. I also want to encourage you to visit our website and join the Warrior Community. We have some events and things that are going to be coming up. Um, so I would like to uh, send you the invite, but only those people that are part of the Warrior Community. You can uh, join by going onto our website, conqueringourunseenenemies.com, and you can join from the homepage or the resource page. So next week, we will continue our series, Understanding Blessings and Curses. I have enjoyed our time this week, and I look forward to spending time again with you next week. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me, and I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we 
can give him an eviction notice.